Welcome to a new weekly podcast series called USERF Spotlight, hosted by the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, an independent federal advisory body. During each episode, Director of Outreach and Policy, Dwight Bashir, features a special guest to dive deeper on various topics and breaking developments that impact the universal right to freedom of religion or belief around the globe. Welcome to USERF Spotlight. I'm Dwight Bashir. Today we're going to discuss USERF's new 2021 annual report just released this week. It reflects significant developments over the past year. And there was progress in some countries that brought positive change, while other countries implemented laws and policies that further target religious communities and in some cases amount to genocide and crimes against humanity. In our new report, a dominant theme was the impact of the global pandemic on freedom of religion or belief worldwide as we monitored public health measures created to prevent the spread of COVID-19, such as restricting in-person gatherings, including religious gatherings. In many cases, these measures complied with international human rights standards. However, in some countries, already marginalized religious minorities faced official and societal stigmatization harassment and discrimination, even for allegedly causing or spreading the virus itself. And we'll learn more about that. As is often the case, the past year brought to light serious threats to religious freedom in many countries that we cover. And those challenges are certain to persist in the year ahead. However, there were also some success stories, including in places that many of us, frankly, uh, would never have expected just a few years ago. This year's report features new actionable uh, recommendations uh, for President Joe Biden, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and the United States Congress intended to deter religious persecution and promote freedom of religion or belief globally. Today, we're very fortunate to have with us USERF Chair Gail Manchin joining us to discuss our key findings and recommendations from the 2021 annual report. And she's led the commission during this past year in the midst of the global pandemic. And yet we've kept hesitation, I would say, even ramped up our work and activities. Uh, welcome to you, uh, Chair Manchin. Thank you, Dwight. It's uh, as always, it's great to be with you and uh, and have this opportunity to talk about the great work on our annual 2021 report. You know, we've we've all worked hard. Uh, I speak both for the commission, but especially for the staff. Uh, so I take this time to to thank both uh, you and, and all of the staff at USERF and our commissioners for the great work together this past year. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. Why don't we start uh, up front uh, with some of the most significant positive developments uh, that we reported on over the past year. Can you uh, share with us some of those success stories that I alluded to? Sure. You know, in, in 2020, our commissioners have been particularly pleased by the substantial improvements in Sudan, as well as progress in Bahrain and Central Africa Republic, or CAR. In Sudan, the transitional government adopted the Fundamental Rights and Freedoms Act, which significantly enhanced religious freedom in the country. In Bahrain, the government continued to make improvements in its treatment of Shia Muslims and its respect for freedom of worship in that country. 
In CAR, the government worked with international partners to implement key aspects of the 2019 peace agreement and hold violators accountable, while local organizations continued to implement successful programs to strengthen interfaith tolerance. We'll continue to monitor these countries for religious freedom violations, but we do find their progress encouraging. And that's why we no longer recommend these three countries for inclusion on the State Department's special watch list. USERF continues to applaud Uzbekistan's advances in recent years toward greater religious freedom. In 2020, we continue to engage with the Uzbek government to encourage it to reform its restrictive 1998 religion law. Uzbekistan received numerous recommendations from the U.S. government, including those from USERF, as well as other international organizations to improve that law. We hope in the coming year, Uzbekistan will adopt these recommendations and address flaws in the draft law under consideration, which still requires religious groups to register with the government, limits the ability to share and teach one's beliefs, and places government control on religious literature. We also hope that Uzbekistan will review cases and release individuals still imprisoned for the peaceful exercise of their freedom of religion or belief. Thank you for that. And, and despite those signs of positive change in the countries you mentioned, our report unfortunately highlighted alarming conditions in a number of others. Uh, could you tell us what were some of the most serious challenges to religious freedom around the world that USERF sees on the horizon in the year ahead in 2021? Well, China remains of utmost concern to USERF, both for its abhorrent religious freedom conditions within the country and for its spreading influence around various parts of the globe. The continued mass detention and severe mistreatment of Uyghurs and other Turkic Muslims amounts to genocide, and the destruction of Uyghur religious sites is a flagrant and outrageous violation of religious freedom. We are also alarmed by developments in Burma. The same military that has long been per perpetuating a genocidal campaign against the Rohingya people is now in control of the country following a coup d'etat in February. Ongoing clashes between the Burmese military and ethnic armed groups in states where Muslim and Christian religious minorities reside resulted in civilian ca casualties, displacement, property destruction, which included houses of worship. In Nigeria, religious freedom conditions have deteriorated, causing the United States Department to designate Nigeria as a country of particular concern for the first time in December 2020. This is an action USERF had been recommending since 2009. Militant Islamist groups in Nigeria continued to violate religious freedom in the Northeast and expanded to parts of the Northwest of the country, attacking religious gatherings and houses of worship. The government has systematically failed to investigate and prosecute groups that kidnapped 
and execute Christians. In Russia, the government continued to target non-traditional religious minorities with fines, detentions, and criminal charges, particularly the Jehovah Witnesses. The government also used its anti-extremism law to persecute religious minorities, especially the Muslims. In Iran, the government continued to crack down on religious minorities. It confiscated Baha'i land, moved Sufi prisoners into wards with known COVID-19 cases, and sentenced a Christian convert for insulting Islamic beliefs. Well, as I mentioned earlier, one of the big stories for all of us this year was the global pandemic. Um, what would you say about USERF's findings on, well, what can you tell us about USERF's findings on how COVID-19 impacted religious freedom and whether governments applied public health restrictions consistent uh, with their international obligations? Firstly, and speaking on behalf of all of our commissioners, our hearts go out to all the people and families around the world who have been affected by COVID-19. We mourn the loss of life and long-term injuries many people have suffered and hope that now things are moving in the right direction and will continue to do so. You know, governments are permitted under very narrow and temporary conditions to restrict religious freedom based on public health. We saw several governments do this well. But we note with concern that some governments used COVID-19 as an excuse for cracking down on religious minorities. For example, Saudi Arabia imposed a closure on the entire eastern province of the country, which is majority Shia Muslim. The government also stood by as TV commentators blamed COVID-19 on the Shia community and compared Shia carriers of the disease with ISIS suicide bombers. We're also concerned by more recent reports and in some countries, certain religious houses of worship are being opened more quickly than others. In Algeria, for example, the government has allowed mosques to reopen following improved public health condition, but Protestant churches have remained closed. We are particularly concerned by a rise in anti-Semitism concurrent with COVID-19. In Iran, several submissions to a COVID-19 cartoon contest sponsored by Iran's health ministry asserted that COVID was a Jewish conspiracy. In Germany, protests against public health measures to reduce the spread of COVID-19 involved the invocation of Holocaust imagery and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about mandatory vaccination. Social media users in France have used anti-Semitic tropes to criticize a Jewish former health minister. And a Polish Holocaust revisionist claimed that COVID-19 was being used to introduce Jewish values into Western Christian culture. You know, this is something that you serve has been continually 
uh, monitoring and watching this oversight is how COVID-19 and restrictions being placed, what are justified and what aren't. And we will continue to monitor that. Well, thank you. Thank you for your leadership on that during this year. It's been a tough year for many, as you said. Uh, given, given some of the concerns that you've outlined for us today, what are some of USERF's top-line key recommendations that you would uh, put forward for Congress and the administration that, in, uh, in your view, would advance freedom of religion around the globe? Well, firstly, we would ask the Secretary of State to designate as countries of particular concern, or CPCs, the 14 countries that we list in the report. We also ask that the State Department's special watch list be updated to include the 12 recommended countries as well. CPCs are subject to sanctions under the International Religious Freedom Act, and we ask the State Department not to shield violators from action through waivers. We hope that the Biden administration will review U.S. policy toward the five currently designated CPC countries for which waivers are in place, Nigeria, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan, and make appropriate policy changes to demonstrate meaningful consequences and encourage positive change. We call for the nomination and confirmation as soon as possible of a well-qualified ambassador at large for religious freedom. This ambassador leads the State Department's Office of International Religious Freedom and plays a critical role in U.S. religious freedom promotion abroad. We also urge the Biden administration to maintain the United States leadership role in multilateral religious freedom efforts, including through the International Freedom of Religion or Belief Allegiance, as well as in its re-engagement within the UN human rights system. It is especially vital that the United States and other like-minded nations push back on the ongoing efforts to undermine that system by states that egregiously violate religious freedom and other human rights as well. Congress also plays a vital role in promoting religious freedom. And so we ask members of Congress to continue bipartisan cooperation on religious freedom issues. Congress can raise religious freedom issues in hearings, can pass important legislation that advances religious freedom worldwide, and can adopt religious prisoners of conscience and advocate for their release. Humanizing an innocent person languishing in jail for his or her beliefs and letting the government know that we are watching goes a long way. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Chair Manchin. And now that uh, your, ten, your tenure as chair is, is coming more to a close at the latter uh, stages and uh, culminating with this new annual report that, that you oversaw, would you be willing to share with us some of your most important takeaways over this past year as chair of the commission? Well, Dwight, it has been really encouraging to me to see the countries that have made some uh, really uh, relevant changes 
to increase religious freedom in their country. That has been rewarding because I believe USERP has played a role in that in our work with those countries and and the fact that these countries listen and they are eager to see our reports and they read them and they follow up with us. Uh, you and I both know that countries are already reaching out to us to, to try to find out uh, how they rate this year in their reports. So that's encouraging that countries are reading, they're watching and they're working with us to improve conditions in their country. The less uh, positive thing, though, is our whole issue around religious prisoners of conscience. Uh, that has weighed on me since I became a commissioner on USERF, that people around the world uh, are being uh, tortured, uh, harassed, put in prison, threatened, families threatened for nothing more than practicing their faith. And when I think about in this country, how we can practice our faith anytime, any place, anywhere, we take very much for granted this very basic human right. And so serving as chair this year has given me the opportunity to appreciate the great work that USERF does through the efforts of its staff. Uh, of course, we have not been able to travel, but, but through our efforts on hearings, our briefings, our reports on countries, I believe that we do make a difference. And I would hope that in the, in the report that's coming out for 2021, that it will make a difference and that we will get more people, more countries, uh, involved with us in, in telling the world that human freedom, uh, one of the basic human freedoms, is freedom of religion or belief. And uh, so, Dwight, thank you for allowing me to uh, expound a little bit on my personal feelings, but it has been a wonderful experience, a wonderful year, and that is due and, of course, totally due to the uh, excellent commissioners that I am so proud to, to serve with and the excellent staff uh, of USERF. So thank you very much, Dwight. Well, I, I wanna thank uh, USERF Chair Gail Manchin for her insights, her, her perspectives, her views, and for her leadership, as I mentioned earlier, on the commission during a very difficult year, but also adapting to so much more virtual activity in terms of outputs, as, as you referred to, and, and the reports and work we continue to do without hesitation uh, during this tough uh, uh, global pandemic. Uh, as you said, since we haven't been able to travel in the past year or so, but uh, but obviously you led several delegations before that. So uh, really appreciate your leadership. You can find uh, USERF's new 2021 annual report on our website at www.usurf.gov. That's U-S-C-I-R-F.gov. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on USERF Spotlight. To learn more about USERF and about global religious freedom concerns, visit usurf.gov. That's U-S-C-I-R-F dot gov. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at U-S-C-I-R-F. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for another Usurf Spotlight.